welcome back to Top 25 Voter Pod with our Top 25 voters, Mr. Chad Conine and Mr. John Werner. John, your background looks a little more hip this week. Well, uh, I haven't had power at my house for about three days. I've come over Chad's and he's about to hit yeah, Hanging out of my house. No. Are you charging rent, Chad? I mean... No, well, they brought chili last night. He brought me coffee today. So as long as he keeps bringing food, because, you know, yeah, I don't go to the grocery all that often. So I'll take all the food and, <laughs> and sustenance I can get. And yes. this, this is the payoff. I get a hip background. <laughs> yeah, by the way, that's the Foo Fighters and Drive-By Truckers albums covers over his right shoulder there. Nice stuff. Nice stuff. Well, our music pod will come later, but... Uh... <laughs> For now, we'll talk a little basketball. So, John, um, as far as Baylor's postponed Big 12 games, only the West Virginia game has been rescheduled so far. Um, Out of the, you know, six that are left, uh, it doesn't look like those will will all be able to get in. So are there certain games that should be a priority over others? Well, the games they have scheduled right now, next week, they've got Iowa State, they've got West Virginia, and they play at Kansas. So then the Big 12 left open a week for postponed games. Now, I would like to see Baylor play six games in a week just to see what happens. But I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think so either. But uh, I would like to see them you know, at least play two two top teams. Uh, they still have games left against Texas, uh, Texas Tech, another one against West Virginia, another one against Oklahoma. I would like to see at least two of those games. Well, yeah, two of those games in that final open week. You know, then maybe throwing a TCU or somebody like that. But Baylor's obviously not going to get all 18 Big 12 games in. I think best case scenario is probably 15 so I would like to see a couple of those, you know, uh, you know, top half of the league opponents in there. You know, let me ask you a question about that. As far as my vested interest goes in the Red Raiders. Right. So Texas Tech currently has games to reschedule against Iowa State and TCU. Two games against TCU, one game against Iowa State. All three of those games are against teams in the bottom three of the conference. Mm-hmm. Now, when all the scheduling minds get together, would it really be fair to schedule Texas Tech to play Baylor again without, you know, scheduling Iowa State again, for example? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think there's going to be a lot of controversy at the end of the season. Now, there may not be a lot of controversy if Baylor wins, still wins by like three games. But if it's close, you know, and some games are left unplayed, I think there's going to be a lot of debate about you know, why they rescheduled certain games. Well, and this is where I feel like um, if, if you, if you decide that your regular season does matter as a conference, mm-hmm. uh, that's where I think, you know, they still have time to punt that conference tournament. Um, Wouldn't that make I, a lot of sense? It would absolutely make a lot of sense. And I'm talking men's and women's because, the specter of postponed games still hangs out there. You know, I mean, there could be more that, that still have to be postponed. I mean, so, you know, punt the tournaments and, and create some wiggle room before March madness. I got one for you. I got one for you. Ready? Okay. The big 12 is Clark Griswold. 
and the Big 12 tournament is his Christmas bonus. <laughs> and they've already built the swimming pool. Okay. <laughs> I, I love Christmas Vacation, so I get that <laughs> reference. Uh, uh, it may be a little bit of a reach, but I like it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> pull these out of thin air, or, you know. <laughs> You, it's, just, you, it's just the way my mind works, Johnny. I've, I've started calling them uh, chinalogies. Uh, you know, Chad, Chad, and analogy mixed together. Uh, I like it. Yeah. So I like I like coninophores though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we can't agree on anything. Um, let's look at uh, Big Twelve honors. Uh, so you know, there's. There's a number of really great players in both the women's and uh, men's uh, game in terms of the Big 12 goes. Let's start with the women. Chad, who would you think is kind of the odds-on favorite for some of those top awards like Player of the Year? Yeah, well, I think, you know, this is a really interesting question as we come down the stretch and and look at the last two or three weeks of conference play. And um, I think for a minute – excuse me. For a minute, I I think that – Moon Erson was playing so well that you had to say, hey, is Moon Erson a candidate for for player of the year? You know, um, along with, you know, Ashley Jones from Iowa State and, and you know, maybe Charlie Collier from Texas or uh, or uh, Natasha Mack from Oklahoma State. Now, Melissa Smith is the Big 12 preseason player of the year. And obviously, you know, that was pretty easy choice to put her in, in that spot. And. I tell you what's happened over the last couple of games is that Melissa Smith has really shown up and shown why she was preseason big 12 player of the year. And I think, um, you know, I think she's kind of established herself in that spot. Now it will be really interesting for me at least to see if moon Erson ends up getting like a first team all conference, not, not, I mean, you know, she's like five, six, five, seven, maybe. And she's out there, you know, leading both, you know, having game highs and rebounds. And that's, that's pretty amazing. It speaks to a lot of athletic ability, but also a lot of basketball IQ. How about uh, defensive player of the year? Because I know, you know, I feel like if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Dee Dee Richards won that last year. Uh, right. She was the national defensive player of the right, year last right. year. Right. Yeah. So, uh, is, is she still playing kind of at that level of, of defense as their stopper? Well, I think it's been hard to to recognize and say uh, that that's been the case. But, I mean, Dee Dee Richards is also playing point guard, you know, so she's had a lot of responsibilities. And she's, I mean, she's getting, she's getting close to double digit and assists every game, which is pretty amazing. Now, is she the same defensive attacker that she was when Chloe Jackson was playing point guard? And Lauren Cox and, and Kalani Brown were doing the, you know, the bulk of the scoring. I don't think so. I, I don't think the intensity is quite there, but there's a lot of factors in that. And it's not a knock on Dee because she's obviously a very valuable part of what the Lady Bears do. Now, there's probably a pretty good chance that, that, that they start to vote on Defensive Player of the Year and they just go Dee on name recognition. And it would be a deserving honor because she's still, I mean, she's still a phenomenal athlete and a phenomenal defensive player. John, how about what do you see on the men's side in terms of some of those superlatives? Yeah, uh, this is going to be ba- very Baylor centric, and it should be because you know they're nine and zero in the conference. They've dominated. Uh, I'm going to say Jared Butler, Player of the Year. He was a preseason Player of the Year. I think he's held to that standard. 
Uh, he's among the, the league leaders in scoring, assists, uh, even steals. He leads the uh, Big 12 in steals. He's come a long way defensively, and he's just an incredible leader. Uh, also a great three-point shooter. Uh, as far as defense, I'm going to go Baylor again. Davion Mitchell, I, I think, is mm-hmm. remarkable. And him and Mark Vidal key that defense. But I think especially Davion, just the pressure he puts on guards outside. I mean, he, he smothers guards and uh, just an incredible defensive player. He, he's, and he could be a candidate for player of the year, too. He's, his offense has come, you know, come along remarkably. Uh, as far as newcomer, I, I think that's uh, a slam dunk with Cade Cunningham. Yeah. He leads the league in scoring, averaging about 18.6 points. Chad does not agree. <laughs> he's not yeah. he's shaking his head. He's he's an incredible player. He's just going to be here one year, and uh, he'll be gone to the NBA. Who, who would your pick be, Chad? Mac McClung. He's obviously very good. And good. Bigger yeah. difference maker. He, yeah. I mean, you can, you can make that argument. Uh, obviously, Oklahoma State may end up Right, getting shut out of the tournament because of their probation. So, yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm just ready to see some basketball games again. Honestly, (laughs) (laughs) no kidding, no kidding. Uh, So, you guys, you know, we've talked a lot about the polls and how y'all vote uh, on this podcast in the past weeks. Um, do the polls seem a little wackier this year, you know, in the age of COVID, I guess? I, I think so. I mean, you know, uh, gosh, well, Baylor's, they're going to be out three weeks before they play their next game on February 23rd. Uh, Michigan was out, I think, like three and a half weeks before they came back last weekend and beat Wisconsin. They look great, by the way, for being off for three and a half weeks. Uh, you know, see Gonzaga, they were out a couple weeks in December. So everybody, you know, all the contenders have had a lot of COVID related issues. So I think that's one reason they're whack here. I don't think people exactly know how to vote, especially like teams that haven't played in a while. Um, I, I voted, I had been voting Baylor, uh, number one for about three weeks this week. I voted for Gonzaga and one of the big reasons they've been playing. And, uh, you know, uh, but if Baylor had been playing the last few weeks, they, you know, they would have played Tech and some other really good teams. And uh, I'd probably still have them number one if they uh, if they had beaten all those teams. So I think that's I think the COVID issue has really played into the, the poll wackiness. Well, you have bigger slides, you know, moves ups and slides yeah. and things like that. It's just kind of been all over the place on the women's side. Yeah, I think this is the third consecutive week with the new number one. UConn is number one this week after beating South Carolina last week. Uh, the week before that, South Carolina was number one. The week before that, Louisville was number one. And I think Louisville replaced somebody else uh, as number one before that. Anyway, um, but here's the thing. UConn has 26 votes for, for uh, number one. South Carolina, even after losing to UConn, albeit in overtime on UConn's home floor, they still got two first place votes a week after they lost to UConn, which was, you know. <laughs> and then further on down the line, the number five and six teams, fifth ranked Texas A&M and sixth ranked Stanford have first place votes. So 
it's and and honestly, personally, when I look at the poll and I look at you know my system, I'm kind of tempted to throw my whole system out and just reevaluate every team and come up with a completely new top 25 because you know the reason like I, I've got like teams like South Florida. And, you know, that, that's just the best example in, in my personal rankings. South Florida has crept up. They're, they're now number 12. I voted on this week uh, number 17. But I don't know that they have a win against the top 25 ranked team. All Okay, well, they beat number six Mississippi State. That was And that was December 5th, and that was their last game against the top 25 ranked team. They've only played two and they lost to Baylor. So they're one and one against the top 25 and yet they're number 12 in the country. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's, it's hard to figure out. Um, I, and I agree that um, this is a case where absence does not make the heart grow fonder because <laughs> if you, if you aren't playing then I think, you know, voters will, will dock you some points as, as John alluded to, even with, with Baylor, I don't think anybody thinks Baylor is not good, but uh, I agree with you moving Gonzaga back to number one, John, because, you know, they are playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I obviously do not vote in the top 25 poll. I leave that to my uh, intrepid beat writers here, uh, you guys. <laughs> but uh, so I'll, I'll give you a correlation, though. Um, I ha- I play fantasy basketball, right? And um, in our league that is 30 years old now, uh, each week I do a little, what I call power rankings of the top players in the NBA and, and who's, who's, you know, kind of the leading candidate for our MVP in our league. And, um, you know, Kevin Durant was tearing it up early in the season. Well, now I've dropped him out of those power rankings because he's got COVID. Um, and I, so I think that, that same sort of idea holds true when you're voting on these teams in the top 25, if they're not playing, um, you know, it's, it's hard to evaluate them. It's hard to keep them maybe in that same spot, even though they still may be, you know, plenty good, but I think we've talked about it too. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what some of these teams look like. You mentioned Michigan, John, came back and, and tore it up. They were impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, if it'll be interesting to see if Baylor can do the same thing or if, you know, rust is a factor because I, I do think that there's that possibility. Yeah. I think it could go either way. I think they'll come back playing pretty well, but boy, that is a long break three weeks, long break. And it's a lot of games to have to make up. Yeah. Um, you know, and now here the Lady Bears are canceling games, not because of COVID, but because of winter weather. <laughs> Welcome to right. 2021. And, <laughs> I mean, you know, they played one at West Virginia, so you could kind of punt that game, really. I mean, they already beat them there by 20 points. So right. if I'm the Lady Bears and I'm picking which ones to reschedule, if you have to pick, I'm like, why do we need to play that one again? So, hmm. Right. Well, you guys stay warm, and hopefully the snow will melt, uh, and we can see some basketball again someday. Bring on the pseudo bubble. (laughs) The term I invented. I like it. I like it. Good stuff. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, guys.